our scripture today is Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. It's found on page 1007 in your pew Bible. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that it enlightens us and draws us closer to you. We ask that you would give us ears to hear and minds to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. The word of God for the people of God. I hope everyone enjoyed their break from Hebrews. We're back at it. And to kind of remind you um, where this is, um, the, the writer of Hebrews is essentially saying Jesus is greater than anything else. Why turn away from him? And he's encouraging people, he's encouraging us to persevere in the faith, continue in the faith. Because a faith that saves is a faith that continues, is a faith that perseveres. And so he wants us to uh, continue in that faith. And we are coming now to the great roll call of faith, where he's going to list out all these individuals who showed their faith through their obedience and through their endurance and through their suffering. And what we're seeing is portraits of faith in action, and it's to encourage us to add our name at the end of this list. But before he gets into this example of faith, these examples of faith, what he does is um, defines an aspect of faith. Now, he's not exhaustive. He's not saying this is all that faith is. This is the, you know, but it's a portion and it's part of something I think we need to hear because um, we tend to think only of faith looking back. That is, if we say believe in God, trust in God, I, I think a lot of times what we hear is look back to the cross that Jesus suffered and died on the cross. And in that event, he took care of our sin, he forgave us, and he promises us eternal life. And that is absolutely true. That is saving faith, to look back at what Jesus has done on the cross, to trust he is who he said he is, and he did what he said he would do. And that faith is, is, is part of God's renewing us and, and turning away from sin. And, and through that, we receive eternal life. But that's not all that we're trusting in. Because Christ rose from the dead, and that's not just a past thing, but there's a promise that the risen Christ is going to return. He is going to establish a kingdom of peace and hope, and that he is going to judge all people, the quick and the dead. He's going to judge us, and the hope is in that judgment, because we have trusted in him, he's going to declare us forgiven and righteous and acquitted. 
And because of that trust in him, we have the hope that we're going to be glorified. We have the hope that we're going to be resurrected. We have the hope of the kingdom that's going to come and make all things right and undo all things evil. We have the hope of being glorified, a hope of eternity with him. In other words, faith is not just looking back. Faith is looking to the future and to the hope that we have. And this is the emphasis the writer of Hebrews wants us to think about is our faith in what is to come, not just what has been done. We need both. But the emphasis here is persevering by looking towards what God is going to do, and what he's promised to do. I'm so grateful for when Scripture gives me three points, three things we see in faith. Faith realizes future hope. Verse 2, faith receives God's commendation. And verse 3, faith gives us a new understanding of all things. Before we get into this, I, I, I need to say something about some of these words to help us kind of get the connotation. Um, the, the first verse, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. This is a difficult passage to translate and to understand what's going on uh, because it can be either subjective or objective. There's a sense in which that word assurance is the word for substance, reality, um, it's, it's what things are. So it might be that it's the idea kind of like a down payment of something that's going to come later, that I have an, a, a, I've been given an assurance of something that is going to happen. And so I have a subjective assurance of this future hope. Um, but it also can mean realizing. It makes reality out of a hope, that there is something hoped for, and there is an objective real, reality, realization, not just understanding, but making it real to us now, and I really think that's part of what's going on here is saying that the things we hope for are becoming reality for us now. The things there, when I hear things, I think of things. I think of my lawnmower. I think of um, books. I think of a lot of books. I think of guitars. I think of, well, that tells you a lot about me, but you probably think of things like fishing boats and tools and trees and and hamsters and other things, right? Things. But the, the word here is also, it's the same word with pragma, that we get our pragmatic. It's, it's events, things that are done, things that are works that are accomplished. So it's not just stuff, material stuff. It's the work God has done in saving us, in forgiving you, in redeeming you. These works are the things that he has accomplished through Jesus Christ. And so we hope, we have a realization of the things we're hoping for, and we have this conviction from our understanding, deeply looking at, of the work that is not seen, but is becoming real. And then final thing I want to kind of help us to understand is, um, by faith we understand the universe was created by the word of God, so there was not... Uh, so what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. And that word universe, again, you know, I'm thinking of Crab Nebula and the moon and, and things. Uh, but the concept here is more of ages. It's not just the material stuff, but it's God's ordering of his creation through history. 
So the ages were put in order by God's word. And what I want us to see is all of this is showing us that we're looking towards a future, that we are a people of hope, that faith is pointing us to what God not only has done, but what is he's going to do. All right, so let's, let's look at this. Faith, I'm going to say, is the realization of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is, you know, we can talk about our salvation as something that happened 2,000 years ago. I was saved by the work of Christ. He earned it and did it. And yet at the same time, Paul can talk about we are being saved. We're in the process of working through um, our salvation, that we're coming to faith, we're repenting, we're growing in our understanding, that we are in the process. And there's also a way that we will be saved, that it is in the last day when we are raised up that God declares us innocent, that we're hoping for this. But that is such a reality that he is going to say, you are innocent, you are mine, you are part of my family. That is so real that we can already say that we are saved because it is going to happen. His promise is certain. And, and so our faith, if we are trusting in him, is looking forward to that hope that though we still struggle with sin, by faith we are realizing that one day we will be without sin, one day we will be totally purified, one day I will never have to go back and apologize for my sin and ask for forgiveness because I won't be sinning. And that is such a reality if you're trusting in Jesus that he already says you're a saint. You are the saints of God. You are his holy people. We're in the process of making that real, but it is faith that is making that declaration a reality in our lives now. It's, it's that faith that's making that forgiveness a reality in our lives now, that all these things that we're looking forward to are being worked out by faith that's reaching out to what God is going to do, grasping hold of it, and bringing it into the reality of the present. That's what faith is doing. And the gift of faith that you have is already evidence that God is doing that in your life. Because you are trusting in him, that itself is evidence that you will be declared his child, that you will be with him in glory. And all of this is saying that what we're hoping for is shaping who we are now, and it's being made real. Which makes me ask, what are we hoping for? What is our hope? You know, I think a lot of times Christians have the idea of Jesus did on the cross, I believe it, and now I just go live out like every other person around me. I, I perceive the things of this world, and I try to get ahead, and I may try to make myself comfortable and ease that, that, that I look back, and I'm forgiven, and now that's taken care of. Now I live my life like everyone else in my neighborhood. And that's not what we're called to do. If we're called to look to the future of his kingdom being coming and established, that is our hope. And faith is grabbing that and making it real in our lives now. So many Christians I see, I have to ask, is that your hope? Is Christ's return, is his coming kingdom your hope? Sometimes well, we're, there is no election season now. It's all election season, constantly. But I will see some believers posting stuff on social media that make you think their, their hope is the candidate winning. That, that winning the election will bring in the eschaton, that the glory of God will come with the right candidate. 
And there's some believers that I hear that you would understand that their hope is more in elections than in the kingdom of God. Maybe aspirations aren't as great because there are many Christians I kind of get the sense. I have to confess my own. The hope is not maybe the kingdom. The hope is my pleasure. Maybe it's the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Looking for other lover boy fans. There's not many. But I mean, do you know people like that? That whatever they're doing is just to get to their, their hobby. Whether that's, I won't name them. You know. You know. Or retirement. That, that my hope is just that I get to retirement, I take it easy. And in other words, we're just waiting on paradise on here when I'm having fun and doing things that I want to do and nobody can bother me. Now, all of those are great things. We, we need to be having fun. We need to be enjoying things. We need to be involved with making the world a better place through, you know, voting our conscience. But our hope is in none of this. As much as we enjoy the gifts of this life, as much as we want to do what's right, our hope is that Christ will return and establish his perfect kingdom and the kingdoms of this world will become his kingdom. And that is our hope, is that we will be glorified. We will be with him. We will be reunited with loved ones. We will be living forever, and we will look upon his faith. face. Uh, point two, through faith, old people of old receive their commendation. This is what we're going to get in this list later, is that the people by faith brought sacrifices, by faith built the ark, by faith um, left their city, by faith um, trusted in God, by faith uh, went through the Red Sea. All these things they did. And, and one of the things we see is that true saving faith is going to work out in obedience. Now, we, we in the church debate about faith and works. We need to make the distinction. Faith is not works. Faith does not earn salvation. Faith is a gift of God that receives it. And yet, saving faith is a faith that always is going to have feet and hands on it. It's just going to work itself out. This is all that we see is by faith they do these things. It's not by faith they, they believe this and they sit around. It's by faith they are going to work for things. By faith they're going to endure things. By faith they're going to... Put that faith into action because true saving faith is going to necessarily produce works. Not perfectly. Not infallibly. Not absolutely. We continue to sin. We continue to fail because our faith isn't perfect. As much as I trust in Jesus every day, I'm still trusting in my own ability and my own strength and my own wisdom. But thankfully, it's not the amount of faith it's not the amount of things that, that save us. It's the one in whom we have faith. And we are trusting in Jesus. And as much as I resist and fight again, everything else I'm trusting in, and I continue to sin because I'm trusting that to bring me joy rather than being obedient, it is faith that brings the commendation. Isn't this great? I mean, how smart Moses was. Incredible leader he was. How wonderful of a king David was to establish peace and, and rule. How strong was Samson? How mighty was all these that we mention? Brock, Samson, Jephthah, David. 
Are they commended for their wisdom, their insight, their strength, their leadership? No. The commendation from God is they had faith. They trusted in me. Because faith is established in relationship. We're trusting in him means we know him. We know who he is and what he's capable of. You ever had someone ask for your opinion on something, maybe a recommendation, and you tell them, you, you tell them how you would do it. Maybe, you know, this is what I would do. This is what I would buy. This is how I would approach it. You ever have anybody asking you share with them and, and then you watch them go to the exact opposite? What does that do to your relationship? They don't trust me. Why would they even ask? Idiot. Now, we're sinful. We have egos. So we're not perfect in that, but I think it gives us a glimpse of what it is for us to say, I trust in God. I know he's the greatest of all things. I know he wants what's best for me. I know he's good and he's established things for my benefit. But I'm going to be really happy if I ignore him and go do my own thing and sin against him. You see, it's about a relationship. It's about, is he who he says he is? Is he really want what's best for me? And is he capable of doing what he promises? By trusting in him, we, we have this relationship that knows who he is. And that is what is commended. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by uh, the word of God. By faith, we understand the ages were set in order. That there is something behind everything that's happening. That all of this isn't just matter that randomly came into being and created the things that we see. And that this is all there is. What we understand is there's something behind what we see. There's something behind what we're watching on the news. There's something behind history. There's something behind all the things that are around us. You know, you, you look around and people want to explain everything as apart from God. We, we, we watch hours and hours of news and coverage and all of it ignores the greatest actor in history, God himself. I mean, you would never get the idea that God is involved with anything if you just look at reports and what's going on. And yet, by faith, we understand the ages are set in order by his word. That all this stuff comes to creation by his word. That also it all is played out and the events of history are taking part according to his plan. Some really smart guy, I can't remember who said it now. We'll say G.K. Chesterton's my Google and correct me later. But they said, most of the world has always looked at the wind blowing a tree and understood the invisible moves the visible. There's a spiritual reality of something I can't see. The wind is making the tree move, right? And so the wind's blowing the trees that we are, have reached a time where we have no understanding of the invisible. We don't understand spiritual realities. He says that we're the people who think the tree is making the wind move. We, we see the visible and the things that we can touch and we see and we think that's ultimate reality and we ignore the true reality of God and the spiritual world of him setting all things in order. And by faith, what we do is we look at this world and the events of our lives and we understand God is at work bringing about his purposes. This brings us back to the first point that Faith is realizing what we hope for. Everyone in this list, 
And the writer of Hebrews wants you to add your name at the end of this list. What we're doing is by faith, some way God is realizing, he's making real, he's bringing about his plan of redemption through the faith of these people. In other words, when Abraham exercises his faith, God is using that for the plan of redemption to bring about a nation that is going to bring the Messiah. When David exercises his faith, it is part of God using David's life to bring about a Messiah who's going to redeem. And then when the faithful continue to exercise faith and persevere in the face of difficulty, God is using that faith to realize our hope of sharing that message with others as they become part of this family. And as you add your name to this list, what you see is, by faith, I'm looking at a random Tuesday in my life, and I understand it's not just laundry and reruns. It's that God is taking everything in your life, everything experience, every decision you make, all of it matters for eternity because God's word and your faith are being used as you shape others and as you share with others and as he forms us for a weight of glory, as he's using the decisions you make to bring someone closer to Christ or to fall further away, to, to use you to share the message of redemption with children and grandchildren as you teach them about Jesus, as your love for a neighbor encourages them and supports them, as your gifts to um, others are used by faith to, spare, to spread his kingdom, as by faith you endure the sins of people against you and you give forgiveness, he's working out redemption. His word is ordering all things, and though you don't see it because we, we don't see this invisible thing, we're working it out, and by faith, you endure hardships, and you endure disease, and you endure mockery for standing up for the faith. You endure suspicion because you don't walk in step with age, but you trust in God, and all of that God is using to bring to reality the kingdom that we hope for. Everything matters. Have the eyes of faith to see it. Would you please stand and let us state what we believe for the words of the Apostles' Creed.